podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. This week we are live on YouTube with a Club Deck Corner special as we try and piece together a number of matters uh, that are going on at Rangers right now. So as always, get involved in the comments. I am Scott Carney and I'm with Ali Pearson tonight. Ali, quickly before I come to you, we will try and get through as many of your comments as we can, but when there's two of us, it's a wee bit more difficult because we're men and we can't do two things at one time, but we will do our best. So, Ali, mate, how are you? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't even know how to respond to that, Carney. Start the week, <laughs> a new week. Um, <laughs> I obviously will go on about Saturday. Um, I'm not bad at the moment, obviously. I'm gearing myself up for the the Halloween special that will be tomorrow night um, away <laughs> at Napoli. So looking forward to that tomorrow night. And then we have the, the sheep coming on Saturday to Ibrox at three o'clock. So, aye. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's pretty miserable at the moment, Barry, just fan, isn't it? Yeah. Many positives. No, there isn't. There isn't many positives, mate. There isn't many positives. Look, um, tonight is going to be about that. Um, we are almost probably going to use this as a counselling session, me and you, mate, and try and kind of piece together and put some perspective on things as well, and maybe discuss different opinions that different people are having about different things and see where we end up, mate. Really, see where we end up. This is not something that we usually do, but it's just basically me and you having a conversation over the internet, mate. That's basically what tonight is. Uh, and we'll get to as many points as we can within the comments. Uh, first off, before we go any further, I have to give a shout out to Nicky Oven uh, for the amazing support by buying um, the Podcast 3 coffees. Really appreciate it, mate. I only know one Nicky Oven, so I'm presuming it is you. And if it is Nicky, I can't thank you enough, mate. I, I really do appreciate that. That's brilliant. And just a shameless plug, as always, please subscribe to the channel and like the video and leave your comments on the opinions and what we are going to discuss tonight. Additionally, if you'd like to go a step further to support the podcast, you can join the YouTube channel for becoming a member for as little as 99p a month. You can also buy the podcast a coffee like Nicky did and join the Coffee Buying Legend membership via buymeacoffee.com. All the links for that are in the description for this podcast. Right, Ali? Uh, we'll start from the top, mate, and we will work our way down. That seems to be the only real natural way to do this. Now, Saturday was horrific, mate. Um, not any part of Saturday I enjoyed. Uh, it was a, an absolute a, a weird day from start to finish. Now, it's not often you go to Ibrooks, mate, and you kind of... You don't fear the worst, but you have a weird sense of something isn't quite right. And really, mate, from the get-go, um, I didn't feel right about Saturday at all. And look, we were we were right. I know hindsight's a beautiful thing. And I know we never really um, expected to, to blow Livingston out the water. We certainly didn't. But in terms of a game point of view, mate, and even a tactics point of view, before we got on to speak to individuals, where did it all go wrong? <laughs> Sad thing about it, though, Carney, is Saturday wasn't a shock. I sat and done a post-match with you um, in the car after the Dundee game, and, I, and we both said this is coming, So, and when it comes, mm -hmm. it won't be a shock. Did I think it would be Livingston Saturday? No, I don't think so. 
I thought potentially further down, i.e. the sheep coming up Saturday. Um, hmm. So this was maybe a week earlier than I thought, but I was not shocked at all. We all sat in the pub before Carney, and um, thankfully had a couple of beers on us to watch that game. But even that didn't help us, to be honest. But the team came out, and you've got Lundstrom, Davis, and the one that baffled me the most, and I've listened to quite a few guys this um, this week already in other podcasts and stuff, Scott Arfield, wide right for us. What? Why was he out there when we've got three guys in Scott Wright, who I thought had a good game against Dundee, Matondo, who is up and down like Sakala and Sakala as well, on the bench, yet we go with Scott Arfield, wide right, and it was wasted down there. And as soon as I seen it, we seen the team line up in the vice so we all kind of looked at each other and went, "Oh no!" Because we we knew what we were going to watch, so it, it, it's not a shock. Which is the biggest worrying thing for me at the moment. It's not a shock. Yeah, I agree. It wasn't. Um, uh, even though I was not very happy about how things turned out, it wasn't a shock. And um, look, the only reason I can presume that Scott Arfield continues to get. To get a start, and it's nothing against Scott Arfield. I generally, I've got nothing against him. I like Scott Arfield. I like his attitude. I like everything about that, about the way he approaches the game. However, he's not exactly in the best run of form. Okay, he scored a goal against Liverpool, but apart from that, he's done very little else. He really has. He's not really been involved in the game, uh, any game that he's he's started with. And the only reason I can think he started with him was he thought, okay, maybe we're not going to be able to get wide right. We're maybe not going to be able to get wide left and get round behind Livingston and whatever else. And saying that, the start that was getting blasted about was 70-plus crosses into the box, mate, so we decided to play that way anyway. Now, that to me, mate, there's either a, a massive breakdown from what Gio's trying to convey to the players the way he wants to approach games, or the players are just simply not listening. Um and I'm tending to I'm tending to fall to the latter here that the, the players look like they're not interested they're not not interested that's the wrong word they're not fully implementing the game plan that Geo's trying to put in place. Now there could be a number of things for that. Again, this is all speculation because we've got no inside track at all. But it does look like there is a disjointment from coaching staff to players. Would you go along with that? That there's something not right between the coaching staff and the players. Yeah, there's, there's a definite disconnect between the players and the coaching staff because I, I don't believe um, Gio was telling the players to go and play that way I mean I, I still don't know what no. his philosophy is though which no, <laughs> I, I, no, I don't nobody know. knows what that is but no. it's, it's the attitude of the players that get me um, I, I just think I just think they've chucked it I, don't, I don't, honestly don't think they're playing for him anymore I really don't and that's frightening because if you, that's the minimum you should be given. They're, they're playing for us as fans, to be honest. They should, they should be putting the performances in the park for us. Um, but you see it, man. I mean, it's, look at Aston Villa as an example, right? Weren't playing for one of our ex-managers and Stephen Gerrard, and then they go and pump Brentford 4 0. Brentford's a decent team in the Premiership this year. Yes. Well, they were three, three and up within 15 minutes or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it just shows you it's. Yeah, I, there's a definite disconnect, and I just think I don't know. We're just so predictable at the moment. I mean, David Martindale was sitting, going, "I, we knew what Rangers were going to do. We're quite happy to give them the ball wide and let them pump balls in our box because we've got, we'll just deal with it." And they did. We're the most predictable team to play against. Ryan said it. We've said it. We all, Scotia said it. 
we anyone could set a team up against Rangers at the moment because you know what they're going to do. Um, but there's a serious disconnect between the map management team and uh, and the players. I saw a wee clip on Twitter today with Sky's um, thingy for Clyde One, which is now I keep forgetting his name. Thingy Duncan, Gordon Duncan, Gordon Duncan. Um, <laughs> I keep forgetting his. I think you know why I used to listen to Clyde, but I Gordon Duncan was doing a. He works for Sky now as well, but. In the background, the Rangers players were training. And you've seen Gio and all that having a carry-on with the players and all that. I don't know if it was for the camera and all that, but there's a definite disconnect between them because we've been crap all season. There's been a couple of games that have papered over the cracks, but from that game against Livingston, Megan, this season, we weren't convincing. That's twice we've played Livingston now and struggled big time against them. Um but they're they're but they're the difference. The, the difference between them and us is they're organised. They know what they're doing. They know their jobs and they're playing for their manager. Are we? No, no, no. I agree. We're not. No, I agree. And look I, again. I don't want to belittle Livingston. I don't mean that at all. You're spot on, mate. They know their jobs. They're very well organised. They'll defend for their lives. They really will. And I think that probably raises. Even more questions. And again, no disrespect to Martindale at all. I don't mean it like this. But how is he out outthinking Giovanni Van Bronckhurst? How 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 have we got to the stage where it's he knew what we would do? He knew exactly how we would set up, he knew everything about it. And even as the game's going on, and we could see that the balls into the box weren't working. Everybody could see it. It was hopeless stuff. It really was. We still didn't really change anything until I can't even remember when he decided to fling everybody that's ever scored a goal in that squad just gets put on the park. Um, we'll get. We'll come on to that. But I think that's the bit that concerns me even more. Is against Livingston at home, we had no idea. We had no clear plan of how we were going to break down this team and everything that we'd done it just didn't work it was it was honestly a disaster from top to bottom and a team that are on their arse confidence levels wise I mean I I, I struggle to remember a, a Rangers team looking this this low at this time of the season uh, and especially in a game against Livingston at Ibrox it's, it's crazy Brings me on to the second half, mate. I don't, whatever way you want to look at it, look, um, my opinion, Gio just decided to fling on anybody. He fled, decided to fling on anybody and he was just hoping that something would work, that something would happen. Now, again, I'm going to caveat all this by, I know what it says on paper about where we're sitting domestically. I do get that. 100%, 100% I get that. However, we cannot escape the manner and the standards that are not being set anymore. It's okay winning ugly. It is okay winning ugly, but we're not even doing that anymore. Again, Ali, in the second half, it was, surely if I put on a striker, they'll score. <laughs> it reeked to desperation. That's what, there was no tactics involved there. It was, I mean, Scotia was wanting his, uh, his Cholak Morelos. Christ, Scotia must have thought it's Christmas as well. Came at once to get Chor, Gala, Roof, Christ, they're all on. Kevin's <laughs> still on, everybody was on. Uh, do you know it brought me back to Carnu? And it's frightening to say this because I thought these days were over. Pedro Cachinho, I remember mm-hmm. we played a game at Ibrox and he played something like Michael O'Halloran 
at the back line and somebody else at the back line. And it was a, it, he just flung players on for the sake of it. It, it took me back to there. Um, aye. He nearly got away with it, Carney. See if John Lundstrom had put that away, that header, which he probably should have scored. He could have walked away there 2 1, but it was desperation. It really was. And it was poor. I don't know how many shots in target Rangers had. It couldn't have been very many in that, that game. I don't remember that goalkeeper. I don't remember turning to anyone to Scotia and saying, oh, that was some save by that goalkeeper. It's not as if we went pounded Livingston on Saturday yeah. and they sneaked a one each. We'd done nothing. Apart from, what, 73 balls into the box, which Livingston just, you know what they've got, big guys at the back. Soaked up. Yeah. Soaked that right up. So... I just thought about again, clueless. It was worse than Dundee. Mm, it's like never we played Celtic. We played Celtic at Parkhead, and then we and we went. Surely we'll get a reaction, and we went to Ajax. And I actually thought we were worse at Ajax. This is the same mm. thing. I know we beat Dundee, but we were horrific at Motherwell. We weren't great, and again, we're, we're just we're going backwards. This Rangers team, and it's 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 worrying. I know the injuries. The injuries are a. Are, can be a big part to he's not going to probably play the team he wants to play but at the same time we we should be able to put a team in the park to beat Livingston convincingly and um, we all know what Livingston do everyone knows what Livingston do so this isn't new to us and aye his tactics baffle me which is weird because you look back to Europe last season and tactically he changed things within in European games and did well for us Dortmund etc and you look now and it's like, it just looks devoid of ideas when Bronckhurst. Um, I just look, I'd, to me, he will go this season. When he goes, I don't know. But, aye. <laughs> look, I would love to, I would love for us to be wrong, mate. I would love for this to be the greatest turnaround that we've ever seen a manager do. I, I mean, I would, because, I mean, there was at times where we didn't know what was going to happen with Gerard. There was times like that. However, it was never at this stage where I thought, God, none of the players really believe in what you're trying to tell them. And to me, as an outsider looking at it, as a guy that's been going to Ibrooks for, God, I don't know how many years I've been going now, but it just looks like, it looks like a team that are now expecting to drop points, expecting not to perform, expecting for things to go wrong, not having the, <clears throat> there's no fear element of Rangers anymore, like going to when you've got teams coming to Ibrooks, they shouldn't want to come to Ibrooks, you shouldn't want to come and play against us, uh, knowing that just by Ibrooks itself that, oh it's going to be a tough game, it's going to be a tough game and if Livingston don't go down in, to 10 men and I think their striker was injured as well um, while he was on the park uh, so arguably eight what, nine and a half men. Um, I, I don't think we score. I generally don't. I don't think Lundstrom gets that space in the box to score. And I mean, I, at first I thought it flew into the top bag. It didn't. It took a deflection and went in. I mean, I was like, what? when I seen it back, I was like, we're even lucky to get that. And he probably should have scored at the end. I'm not taking anything away from Livingston. Livingston got it right. They did get it right. But that's the, 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 when we talk about golfs and we talk about golfs within the Champions League as well, about how much these teams are miles ahead of us, the golf between us and Livingston financially is, I mean, you can't even compare it. You can't even put it on the same sheet because it's massive. It's absolutely huge. So, yeah, I, I'm at the point where I, I don't I don't believe that the players believe that he's the man. There's a question for you. Do you think Gio still believes he is the man for this or do you think he is now not resigned to it, but 
he must know. Surely he must know. And he said he's not. A, he's not a silly guy. He must know this isn't happening here. I, I can kind of tell by his body language in the last couple of games, press conference and stuff. Well, even I as you're talking he... about the press conference, his reaction after the game was pretty much. And I mean, read between the lines, I get that, but it was I don't know how to fix this. Pretty much because if I knew the answers, yeah. we would win every game. Something along the lines. He looks like a guy that knows what's happening. He knows it's going to happen. I just, I, I think he knows deep down. It's like I think it was. Um, was it Martin Ramsey in heart and hand? I listened to a couple of weeks ago. When it's like kicking a can down the road, <laughs> this is what it is. Um, yeah, I think he knows deep down. I think it's um, the run to Europa League. Yeah, that that was all great last year and everything, and he done well in in Europe domestically. Wasn't he great? Yeah, he won a Scottish Cup, but domestics are bread and butter. And I don't, I just don't know what it is domestically. It's started this year horrific. He's had the pre-season with the players to work with, and they look worse. They don't even look mm-hmm. fit, can they? They look, no, no. See that Rangers team last season, right? How many times did we go into extra time? The time we went, we went into extra time against, was it Braga? And then we played Celtic in the semi-final and went into extra time. And you seen Bassey busting down that wing with a couple of minutes to go for Sakala to score the winner. We were a fit team, really fit team. And you look at us now, we just look burst, to be honest. And you look at players, I mean, you've brought up John Lundstrom before. He just looks like he's running empty. Tav, yeah. what's happened to him? Oh. You're telling me he's not injured. See if he's not injured, by the way. <laughs> he's he's lost a couple of yards of pace, by the way, because... He's lost his acceleration. Wa- Tav yeah, can't I've, accelerate. I've been watching him closely the last couple of games and he looks an absolute shadow of the player. He can't get him down that park anymore. When a guy gets away from him, he's away from him. Tav's a, Tav's a fit guy. He's quick, but... At the moment, he's lost all that as well. You, you just wonder what's happening in the training ground with these players. Um, and we get obviously we're, we're getting blittered with injuries all the time, too, <laughs> which is a, a typical Rangers thing. But I just don't think they look overly fit, Rangers, which again is a worrying thing because last season they were a fit team. And we had quite a few injuries at the tail end of last season. Guys come in and put a, a shift in and. Um, it's just it's worrying going forward. <laughs> We've got this game tomorrow night in Napoli against <laughs> probably the most informed team in Europe at the moment. Aye, um, definitely. Yeah, that's something really to look forward to. Yeah, what a what a game to look forward to. We'll come. We will come to that. Now, I just can't disagree, mate. I I feel like no matter what squad we have or what. Even I know when he has been decimated, Benzies, you can get that. I do understand that he's been very unlucky. But we still should have enough. Uh, we st- should still have enough to com- be competing and t- to get a more positive performance and result against Livingston at home. And again, sorry if that's disrespectful to Livingston, but I just can't see how we don't have enough in the squad just now to 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 win that game and show a bit of reaction. Ali, we've made it clear now, um, I think on Saturday, I mean, I've not even asked you um, since Saturday if you've changed your opinion about if it's time for Gio to go. I'm going to presume you haven't, mate, because you would have told me. Um, I am I am of the belief it's now time. Um, I think we are delaying the inevitable, and I've said that for a few weeks now, that we are delaying the inevitable. Taking the, a step back and looking at it, mate, um, after everything we've just spoke about, has it gone too far? 
Is there hope for Gio to turn this round? No. But then folk would, would flip it on us and go, I Rangers have only lost one game in the league this season and have drawn two. Yeah. So when, you're, when, you, when you say it like that, it's not horrific. Yes, we're four points behind Celtic at the moment, which um, isn't a disaster at the moment. But from what I'm it's the performances that are worrying for me. Um, yes, they've grinded results out, Rangers, but um, no, for me, I said it on Saturday, has to go. The, the danger now with the board is, see if we delay and delay and delay this, and we drop points at Aberdeen or drop points at St Johnston. By the time we get rid of them, be too late. The league will be gone, and we've said it. We've said it last couple of weeks. Can all of us have said it? The board are limping to this World Cup break. This is what they're banking it all on, and the games we've got coming up. Yeah, on paper we should be winning them, but on paper at the moment, you'd fancy anyone to play Rangers at the moment and take points off us, especially Aberdeen coming Saturday. They'll definitely fancy themselves because they've hit a bit of form, but to me. Yeah, they, they should have acted. They should have acted after Livingston. I thought they should have acted before then, to be honest. But the danger is the time they act, it'll be too late and this league will be gone. Did John Lindstrom's goal, one word answer, did John Lindstrom goal save his job? You can give more than one. I know you can do one word answers. You can give more than one if you like. Yes and no. <laughs> Brilliant. I know that doesn't answer the question. Podcast, mate. Decisive answers on a podcast. I always love that. In fact, in fact, I'm going to say no, because I think if Rangers would get beaten against Livingston, I still think the board would have limped to this World Cup because they would have looked to when it's still five points. I know it's five points, but I still don't think that board would have acted. I don't. Hundred yeah. percent, you should go. If we get yeah. beat, I still think you should go, regardless, because we drew. But I'm just, I'm just on how the board have been acting. I don't think they would have pulled the trigger, which is bloody worrying, to be honest. Yeah, I uh, know. Uh, Do you think I, they would have? Um, no, I, if I, no, no, I don't. I, I don't think they would have. No, um, I think we could have lost that game two or three nothing against Livingston. Mate, and still, the board still wouldn't have done anything. Um, yeah, just for the pure reason that on the paper everything looks fine, but um, the eyes don't lie, mate. We we go to, we watch every minute of football that Rangers that Rangers play, and um, some of them in person, some of them on TV, whatever. But we can see it, and fans can see it. Like everybody can see it that something is definitely wrong. It's just not. It's not right. And I I get. I do get the argument that on paper it's all good, but I I do think, and I'm. In my personal opinion, that's that's holding on to a lost cause. I really do. I think I think you're 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 looking for something that I don't believe is there. Now I am more than happy to be proved wrong. Genuinely more than happy to be proved wrong. But for right now, for me, the board should have already acted and they haven't. Which brings me on nicely to the board. Davey, 1642, coming a member. Thank you very much, mate. Really do appreciate that for supporting the channel. That's superb. Um, it brings me on to the board, mate. Now, there's obviously different rumours. We will come to Ross Wilson, everybody. Don't worry. Don't worry, we will come to him. <laughs> um, the board. Now, 
the board have been criticised, mate, for a lot of stuff um, recently, based a lot, but they're, they're silence on stuff more than anything else. And surprise, surprise, we're still at a bit of a silence just now, even though there's, I mean, I would say 99% of Rangers fans are calling for some action to be, for action to, to, to happen. Um, now, I've also seen different things about the the board can't afford to sack them, right? Um now, this might be the case. Obviously, I don't know the finances, but I think the biggest thing from people that I've read into that I tend to kind of trust, uh, these people that have certain opinions with things, people that I kind of trust, I don't think the board have... They've not forecast for this. They've not... I, I think they've put all the eggs in Geo's basket and thought, that'll do, that'll be brilliant and there won't be a get-out clause right now. And I think they are probably thinking, how are we going to do this when the inevitable is going to happen, in my opinion? Again, I'll keep caveating everything that it's my opinion. Um, I, I believe that there's, this goes higher um, than, than it should. Uh, we, we've all got different opinions on the different members of the board. Um, I don't think any of them, um, apart from Bisgrove, has really ever gave a good account of themselves. I don't I don't like the way Stuart Robertson acts. I certainly didn't like the way Bennett acted after um, that interview that came out. I thought it was horrific. Uh, Bisgrove's the only one that kind of maybe pulled wool over my eyes a wee bit, but I thought he was more honest and more down-to-earth and direct than the rest of them. Mate, if this is the case with us, board, and we'll never know, I suppose it's this is, again, it's a hypothetical question because we'll never know the full detail. If the board haven't planned for this, that's a that's a miscarriage of duty. You're not you're not you. We are told that this football club's going to be getting run properly. If the money's not there, though. But you're going in. How far does this clear out go, mate? Yeah, I don't think Rangers have got as much money as a lot of people think they do <clears throat> in terms yeah. of getting into that Champions League. <clears throat> There's a lot of things that that'll be paying towards Edmondson House, um, Ibrooks other bits which I think Bisgrove kind of explained to us when he, when they all come out and done their interviews. Um, there's a, I mean, we talk about a disconnect between Geo and the players. There's a disconnect between the board and us. They don't talk yeah. to us. And they only yeah. talked to us because there was a lot of noise happening, so they had to come out. And it was tick boxes for me for them coming out, but they should be planning. They should have a plan. They should have guys <clears throat> if they do pull the trigger on Geo. I know it's going to cost a lot of money to get rid of him and his backroom staff. But at the same time, they got money for Gerard when he went to to Villa. Well, I would I would imagine it would cost the same as what it we got for Gerard. I'd imagine it would be something around that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how they run it and stuff, but to me, that money for Gerard, no, I would have ring fenced that and went right. We'll keep that for a rainy day in case we need to pull the pull the trigger. But it's not how, <laughs> yeah. that's not how it works. That's not how it works. But but, but again, that probably is how it should work. Yeah, like, well, it should. There should be a, I mean? an emergency. Yeah. Well, Davey, some man, mate. Thank Thanks you very much. much. Superb, mate. Really do appreciate that. Um, <laughs> thank you. We'll come to Wilson, don't worry. We'll come to Wilson. Yeah, yeah but... Um, yeah, no, they should. I mean, the, the whole point of... Well, we'll come to Ross Wilson, but the whole point of when they've got a manager in charge and he's not doing very well and it comes to the time where you have to pull the trigger to get rid of him and his backroom staff... There should be guys not sitting ready to go, but they should have a list of targets who the next Rangers manager will be. Do do I actually think they have a list of targets moment deep down? No. Um, 
they're probably looking at performances now and going, shite, this isn't going how we thought it was going to go. But they'll come out, like I said, they'll use the excuses of there's injuries. He's only four points behind. We've got the World Cup coming, coming up soon. They're trying to limp it along, kicking the can down the road, as we've said. But, aye, it's worrying. And, again, like I say, I, I, just, I don't think the money is there that a lot of Rangers fans say there. I thought there would be because they didn't invest when we got in that Champions League and we've been showing up in this Champions League. That was the time to bring in two, one, two players to, to play in this first team. We didn't. Shows to me, I don't think there is that much money. And that's why there's all these rumours of this takeover from this American woman, etc. But aye, it's worrying at the moment. <laughs> I've seen Something a few people. Aye, I've seen. A few, oh, mate, it was never going to be. I, I, I'm, no. I'm sick of making apologies about being negative, mate. I'm not going to do it anymore. Um, I call it as it is, and it'll always be the same. Um, tune in for six months' time, mate, when I'm celebrating Gio being the best Rangers manor, manager of all <laughs> <Imagine>. time. <laughs> um, but the American investment thing for me look, I'll just wait and see what's going on all this and Rangers have to really do their, their due diligence on this and make sure that it's all legit if there's anything in it I say you know what social media is like things grow arms and legs and before yeah. you know it there's Donald Trump's going to invest in Rangers so we need to I, I'm not really interested in any of that just now generally um, I know it's a talking point for some but for me it's it's too, it's pie in the sky stuff. We don't know the truth behind it all. They were wanting to do a few dodgy things from the things that I'd, I'd heard um, using that crypto stuff and all that, which Rangers should really keep themselves fully out of, I think. So we'll, we'll see what, what comes of that. But um, the I just believe that the board are going to need to be held to account at some point and they can't continue just to, to kind of hide away. Um, we were getting told that, like all this stuff, and I even seen something in the comments there mentioned about Edmondson House. It's nowhere near finished yet. God knows when it's going to be finished. There's a lot of money getting plugged into this for the money that's going to generate, etc. I say we're not at that point yet, but we'll, we'll come on to, to Ross Wilson, mate, everybody's second favourite subject right now. Um, now, I'll start this by saying I don't think he's been a complete disaster. However, um, there is a lot of things to point that the model that we're running on has been a failure. Um, the, whatever they're trying to build isn't working. Now, I don't know Ross Wilson's remit of his job. I don't know what money he gets. I don't know anything like that. I, stuff you're never going to find out um, about what the remit of his job actually is. Going on that, even though I've said that, I think we've made some good signings this season. Let's not be coy about it. I think Davies looks like a, a, a signing. Um, Yelmaz, there's so much hype placed on him. I, I'm worried. I am worried that he'll never live up to people's expectations because um, Rangers fans have got a, a history of doing stuff like that. But there is no doubt there's talent there. That, there's no doubt about that. And it's a serious investment by the club in him. And I think Big Tony Goals has been brilliant. Even if he hasn't been scoring recently, but I mean, it'd be hard to score in a game when you've got the rest of the team playing like the way they are. But he's been a kind of shining light for us this season, really. Now, in my opinion, mate, if Chief Ross Wilson is going to get dragged down with this, and a lot of people believe he should, right? And I'm, I'll 
cards on the table, I've probably not decided my my fate or the fate as if it's up to me. I have not decided the fate of Ross Wilson. No, I don't mean it like that, but in my opinion, I've not made up my full mind. But I believe if we do decide that if if and when, whatever you want to look at it, Geo goes and Ross Wilson's to follow suit, I think you scrap the director of football idea. I don't think you carry on with that model because that's too directors of football that haven't really worked out. Um, interested to hear your point of view on uh, Mr. Ross Wilson, mate. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, a bit, it's a difficult one because he's not going to get every signing, right? No team does. It, big Never. teams around the world, Man City's all these teams, look who the boys he's bringing and the guys that fail. Um so there's always going to be failures in there. But you just look back over the few last few transfers, and you round a couple of guys in the transfer window there in terms of Cholak's been a success so far. Um, Davies looks good. I think he'll be a success. Tom Lawrence, who I said for day one, a great signing. Unfortunately, he's been injured. He will be a success. Yilmaz, we don't know. Yes, Lawrence. Spent money on him because, like you say, it's about pressure on a boy. Um I mean, there's, a, there's quite a few signings in there that have been absolute failures. Bakuna's Matondo at the moment just doesn't look like a footballer. Sakala, again. Scott Wright, is he good enough? Um, Jack Simpson. I mean, there's, oh, there's lots of God. <laughs> oh. He didn't bring Brandon Barker in, did he? That was, uh... I don't know. In fact, by the way, he might have. Was that not under Gerard? So, no, it would have been. I know, but it might Mark Allen. Mark Allen was there, I. So he's at, I, I mean, his January transfer window was a disaster with Diallo, Aaron Ramsey. But when he brought these Look, players in, we all went, Yes, exactly. We're getting a guy from Man United at 32 million. We're getting Aaron Ramsey. So, and we did a yeah. podcast on it as well. At the time, I didn't hear anyone moaning about it. Everyone was going, Oh, this could take us, this could take us on. And it ultimately ended in a failure. Um, that's a gamble you take sometimes. So, yeah, he's been a failure on a lot of things, but there has been positives to it as well. The big failure for me, Carney, and this isn't on about signings, it is to a, a degree, is the player trade trading model for me. It's been a major failure. But brought Bassi in. I think we got lucky with that one in terms of he played X amount of games last season because Hollander got injured. We sold him. Same with Patterson. But you look at our assets at the moment, Morelos and Kent should have been sold. Yeah, they should have been sold a year at least, at least a year ago or whatever it is, and they sh- their contract should never been let to run down this far. So to me, they've got it wrong there. I look at the Rangers team at the moment; we don't have much assets. Glenn Kamara's another one should have been sold when he was in that prime. Um, at the moment, I know he's on a, a reasonable contract, but he's nowhere near what he was worth. 18 months, two years ago. So that's been a failure for me. I know we've brought in good money and a couple of guys, Joe Rebo, another one. I know we got reportedly up to 10 million, but it was about 6 million up front. That's nothing for Joe Rebo. Again, his contract was left to run down. So that's been a failure for me. <clears throat> and at this present time, like I say, we don't have many assets to sell. You can talk about maybe Lowry coming to the team. These are boys coming through the youth team, though. So, and um, Young King as well, potentially. But 
have we brought players in and punted them apart from Bassey? Not really. Um, so that's been a big failure for me in terms of Ross Wilson. I would agree. The the player trading model has not worked. Um, it definitely hasn't, uh, and he's he's definitely got more wrong than he has right. Sometimes, look, that's sometimes that's going to be the way of things. It is. It's going to happen. And yeah, the Ramsey thing, mate. I mean, I I, I can't remember being that excited about a Rangers signing in a long time, mate. In a long, long time. Probably since Gerard came in, when Ramsey's come in, oh, I couldn't believe it. But basically, we got you, you. What your favourite saying is, when, and you, I think you've actually said that on air before, but they were not a holiday, a holiday camp, and Ramsey definitely came here for a holiday. That's for sure. He came for an extended training camp. That's all he was here for. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't think the trading model is working. Um, what we're trying to do, uh, it's it's pretty poor that we probably are going to lose Kent and. Morelos for very little compared to what you could have got for them. Um, whether they try and get them off in January or not, I'm not sure. I know a lot of people will hold on to the fact that Connor Goldson didn't sign till the last last minute, really, his new contract. I do think getting to Europa League final is going to have played a massive part in that for him to, to sign on, and we're certainly not going to get there um, this season uh, based on the form that we've seen. Um, we're not, probably not even going to get in, well, more than definitely not going to get into the, even the Europa League, so, um, yeah, it's uh, but the Ross Wilson one, I think, is always going to be open for debate, but I, I will stand by that if he goes, then I do believe that we would, we would be best getting rid of that model altogether uh, and not having a director of football um, because you know, it's Charlie, really not working. Yes, mate. Do you not find it baffling that there's no connection with some of the players brought in to Gio in terms of we've got <laughs> yeah. we've, we've got a guy who is one of his assistants that was in the Ajax set, youth setup. We've yeah. got no Dutch players. We've got no connection to players when Bronckhurst is managed or whatever. There's zero connection and you look when you look at Celtic and he's brought in players that he's worked with before and he's got a tune out of them. Van Bronckhurst has brought in nobody that I know of that he's ever worked with. Or that that's a strange connection for me. You you'd have thought I honestly thought this summer there would be players coming in that Geo would worked with um or had that connection. And again there wasn't. So that's mm-hmm. a worry for me as well. Yeah, I do agree, mate. And we, we were also told that the the model of summer clearouts and investing and bringing 10 whatever players but a back end was never going to happen again and it's going to happen I mean just going off the top of your head McGregor's going to be away um, Hollander's going to be away Kamara's going to be away Davis is going to be away Jack's going to be away Arfield's Arf- probably going to be away I Kent, mean, Morelos. Kent Morelos. I mean, Matondo. I wouldn't expect. I would expect trying to get that. There's just, there's just like it's, it's, we're going to need to start all over again. And we get told that this wasn't going to happen again. Another reason to me to say that the director of football, the way we're trying to build things, isn't working. And Ross Wilson might have got carried away with himself in the terms of riding the crest a lot. I think a lot of even the board got away riding the crest the way we got to Europe last season. And there could be a, this could be a massive kind of jet lag of it if you like like a, a huge carryover a huge hangover from the, the way that we we got to the europe the, the europa league final last season but it doesn't make things acceptable and it doesn't mean that we should sit and have to suffer what we have to suffer and watch these players not perform to anywhere near the standard that they should before we go any further mate i'll speak about the squad as a whole um 
I don't think there's any doubt, mate, that we've got a squad that can compete. But right now, to me, based on the stuff we've spoke about, mate, the lack of buy-in, the lack of the, the the lack of proper investment, the re-signing of players that should never have happened. Again, another one that will fall on Ross Wilson. Um, it, it should never have happened. But again, we've still got enough within the squad, even with injuries, to be performing. All of these things, mate, are just accumulating into what we're witnessing, though, just now. We're witnessing a team bereft of ideas. There is no real shape or desire or, and as many times you did, structure in an interview recently. That's certainly not there. And I, well, I, don't, I dare say this. I dare say this, man, because I might get absolutely pounded. I feel sorry for some of the players. I generally do. I feel sorry for them because... This is, you know, it's not them. Perfect examples for me. And look, again, people say me for this. Tavernier's not this type of guy. This isn't what James Tavernier's all about. He hasn't been at this club for this amount of time just to kind of look like he's, not look like he's chucking it, but to have the collective drop in performance and everything. It's not within his style. I don't believe it's him within Goldson's style. I don't believe it's within Lundstrom's style. Steve Davis, players like that. But again, a lot of these players' legs are giving up on them. But would you agree, mate, that even if the investment, uh, the recruitment has been questionable, we should still have had enough? I know we were a wee bit concerned before we got the injuries. Well, there's, we've not got a great depth in squad. But really, when we started off the season, when especially after we'd seen Loris and Tillman as well, at first we were like, I think we're going to be just fine. And I'm pretty sure if we went back and checked the archives, mate, we probably were sitting there thinking we're just fine. So I still believe that there's we've got enough quality within the squad to be performing at a much higher level. Yeah, no, definitely. I remember the game we seen Buddy Matondo against West Ham. No, no. Get my name in the back of my top and everything. I know. Like, look at this boy here, but it's fell off a cliff, same with Tillman. Tillman's kind of had a wee, a wee burst the last couple of games there, but um, no, we should have enough. I st- I st- the injuries haven't been kind to us. The centre-halves have been bloated. I don't blame Gio for that. I, he's been really unfortunate with the centre-halves here. We finally got Goldson and Davies playing with each other, and it looked as if they'd sorted that centre-half partnership out. And then bang, like I say, the only guy that never gets injured gets injured. So it's, he's been extremely unfortunate in the centre-half position. Um, midfield, for me, is the, the one which should be identified. But they might turn to me and go, we brought Tillman and we brought Lawrence in. Lawrence get injured. But I still think we're missing something there. So that's that was key for me. And the right side, which we've been screaming out for years since, oh, Christ, Candace played there, probably. <laughs> we've never, never got somebody there. But again, they could come back to me and say, well, we brought Matondo for that position, even though he played left in the left-hand side for Schalke. Um, so they're two big positions that I don't think we identified. Arfield, Davis were kept there because I think they were going to be squad players this season. So your yeah, Lawrence's and that would play there. Tillman's obviously quite young. They were maybe to come in now and again to help. The difficulty is these guys are having to play every week for us now, and they can't do it. And I, I do feel sorry for them to a point. Steve Davis, 37, 38 years of age, they can't do it every week. I mean, yeah. he played Wednesday night and he played at the place um, Saturday there again. I know he's playing Dundee and Livingston, but guy's still 38 years of age. 
you've got um, Arfield who played what was it three games in a trot at one point in a week, looked mm-hmm. dead in his feet against Motherwell. Another guy. These these are the squad players for me to come in and help now and again, not play ninety minutes for us every week. So uh, that's the worrying thing. And our boys like obviously Lowry get injured in the B team that hammer throw. He's a boy that for me could come in. I know he's just coming back. So yeah, but I mean we should still have enough to beat these teams regardless. But he has been he has been unfortunate. But at the same time, the performances with the what we put in the park haven't been up acceptable at all. These that should be a better performance than what we are getting every week from these players. It's it's extremely under par from a team that we, they, they are good players. Yeah, yeah they are. I know. Yeah, it's, it's from, from everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um Dundee Taylor's made the point there. Um the team we bullied and outplayed Celtic in the semi final. Uh, and after extra time when three days before, um something's wrong with the player managers. Look, I I understand um what these players done last last Season, I understand what Gio even done for his last season. I, I do just think there is a, as you say, trying to be perspective about it and not doing reactionary videos the way we do after after we do after games. There was, there's definitely been a, as I mentioned about the board, just riding a crest of a wave um, last season, and everything just kind of seemed to work for us. And the players had an extra, an extra bit about them because they, they knew what they were what they were involved in um, and there was something quite special building the, the drop off this season is like something I've never seen before you can accept a dip you can accept the high of that being the way it was but we can't we can't always just continuously look back and go I look how good last season was because that's not the way it works in Scotland as ludicrous as it is and the way Scottish football is we all know as Rangers fans that okay you won the league last year but if you don't win it this year it's not good enough, and it's always going to be like that for the rest of my life. It will be like that, um, and maybe, maybe there is not a lot of um, not a lot of people within the club right now that fully understand that. Again, an outsider looking in. Um, Ali, <laughs> we play Napoli tomorrow night, mate. <laughs> 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 uh, what a time! What a time to play them. Um, now, look. I, I I know people will be thinking tomorrow night will be Jules last night. See, no matter really what happens no. tomorrow night, unless it's like 15-0, something absolutely bonkers, where you, the players might as well sit down on the field. Gio will not lose his job after tomorrow night, that's for sure, because I think everybody's kind of got to the point of, right, well, Europe's not going to happen for us this season. I, we, you said it at the start of the show, mate. We are... We are going into play the probably the most informed team in Europe right now. They are absolutely flying, and they're probably in with a shout are going very far in this competition. I mean, what a time, mate! What a time to be a Rangers fan. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow night, I think every single Rangers fan shine himself a bit tomorrow night. Yeah. Nobody wants to watch it, but we'll have to watch it. But how are they going to react, this Rangers team? Because every time so far thought, from like, so far from what we've seen, mate, not very well. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Every time we've wanted the reaction, it's get worse. Um, I think their confidence is at an all-time low. They're going to a place where I think Napoli can hit a record tomorrow or something if they beat Rangers. Yeah, it'll be their greatest ever. I think it's thirteen yeah. wins or twelve or thirteen wins in a row, and it's the most in their history. They've already matched it, so if they beat us, it'll be their best ever. Yeah. 
So their Christmas came at once, and they're, they're playing us to get that record. So, um, <laughs> so but yeah, but they are they are the informed team in, in Europe at the moment, top of their league, top of our league in terms of the our Champions League group. They are, um, I would say, they're right up there with a shout of winning this Champions League. They look very good. They've pumped. I mean, they pumped Ajax six one. Yeah. I mean, we'd only get pumped off a of Liverpool someone, which was a disaster for us and everything. But they went and pumped Ajax six one, who pumped us three 0 Ajax. So we've probably put in in the most bizarre way of saying it, the, the, probably the best performance against Napoli until we got um, Sand sent off Sanson because we off, were yeah. in the game. We were in the game, yeah. and when Sands went, Sands went off. Um, obviously, they went a goal up, and then they got a couple of late goals. So, but no, tomorrow for me is is damage limitation. That's what it is tomorrow. Uh, I, I always like to think Rangers can get something when they go to these places, but what they've got going there in terms of the squad and stuff and players, and I think it's damage limitation for me tomorrow, which is which right. is a sad thing to say because. If you want to look at it, we'd still have a chance of making Europa League. <laughs> and I laugh saying that. I laugh saying that. But, I mean, we do. There is a chance. It's the same as Celtic playing tonight. They have a chance. Um, there is still a chance. Do I think Rangers have a chance? No, I don't. But um, it's damage limitation for me tomorrow night with Rangers and rolling on to Aberdeen. Aberdeen is the bigger game this week oh, out the two of them a, for us. And for, and for Gio. And for Gio mile. as well. Yeah. So, yes, tomorrow night I don't expect it to be pretty tomorrow. I expect it to be all hands and pump, and there's going to be McGregor has to have one of these worldies tomorrow to keep the scoreline down because they'll they'll smell blood against us tomorrow, especially with the way we've been playing. So, yeah, I'd like to be a bit more positive than that and say I I think Rangers might be able to get something, but. From what I've seen at Rangers this season so far, nah, it's damage limitation tomorrow for Rangers, and hopefully we can um, we can do something on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, imagine trying to explain to somebody that's not a Rangers fan that the most important game of our week is a home game against uh, Aberdeen, Aberdeen, not <laughs> not an away game against Napoli in the Champions League, mate. I couldn't agree more, mate. I just don't see how we manage to get anything out of this game. This is going. I expect a, I expect a tough watch. I expect a. Davies just said that I expect to pack the bus performance. I've got a team. Do. I've got a team. I've written down my team for tomorrow. <laughs> is it Davy Weir? Davy Weir? Davy Weir? Bocanegra? And who else? Begera and um, Aye, Richard Goff, John Brown, trying, Richard Goff, John Brown. Yes, mate. I what you would give for somebody like that, I know. Um, but no, I, I think uh, you, 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 you literally couldn't be a worse a worse game for us to be going into. There really could not be a worse game. And I take my hat off to any bear that has travelled out there for this game. I honestly do. I think that's incredible. I really and do. They can't even go to the game either. No, I know, but I do. I take I, I take my I take my hat off to them. I'm I'm sure they'll find a way to get in there. I'm sure you'll still have some Rangers fans in that stadium by hook or by crook, mate. You'll you'll not stop them. That's for sure. Um, mate, if you want to pick a team, please go. Please go and pick a team. <laughs> I've got a team here which I think he will play. Now Kamara, um, he's come out and says Kamara's injured, so I. Originally had I thought Kamara would start tomorrow, but he's obviously he's out. Matondo's back from that injury. 
I say injury, Carney. <laughs> that he got on Saturday. Um, so we didn't even speak about him. See, I was, see, I was, I was trying not to pick on people tonight, mate, because my goodness, I want to pick on him. But I no, 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 I won't. But yes, I'm glad he's made a full recovery. Yeah, well, he's not my team tomorrow, so <laughs> I am. Um, the team I think he'll play tomorrow will be Shagger and Goal. Yep. He's going to go with Tav. Yep. I don't think he would throw the boy Divine into a game like that tomorrow and oh. potentially ruin him. So it's going to be <laughs> Tav, regardless if he's fit, injured, or whatever he is at the moment. It'll be Tav, King, Sands, Davies, Barisic. I can see Sands potentially stepping into the midfield now and again, kind of what Lundstrom did in Europe for us. My midfield two in front of the back five is Lundstrom and Scott Arfield. I don't think Steve Davis can play three games in a row because he's played the last mm. two games. So Ryan Kent is going to be wide for an out ball. And on the other side, I'm going to put Scott... I think he might go with Scott Wright because Scott Wright can work back like Kent does. So I think he'll go with Wright and up top because he did say there'll be changes for this game. I think he'll have two eyes on Saturday. I think Morelos will play up top. I know Morelos has been shit out of form. But <laughs> he I think has. he'll. I mean, he could play Kamara for there, to be honest. But I think he'll play oh, with. Um, it's not a bad I think you. I think he'll play with Morelos up top. And I think he'll have two eyes looking towards Aberdeen on Saturday. But. Yeah, he's not got much to choose from, Carney, when you look at no. it. I mean, there's really not much there, but that's what I think he'll go with, with the idea of Sands potentially stepping into the midfield now and again. Yeah, I think... I don't know what you had as a team. I don't know if you, if you wrote a team uh, down. No, well, in my head it was that, mate, but apart from I would have... I didn't think about Davis over um, Arthur because he has played quite a lot of football recently, but I would, I'd, I'd imagine it would be Steve Davis. The only other possible I could see was maybe playing, maybe playing Tillman in front of uh, Lundstrom and Davis, and just having Kent and Cholak or Kent Morelos as a front two, more than being wide, and just hoping that we can we can get something out of it, even a quick break, whatever. But it's a, it's going to be a, it's going to be a. I just expect another. Honestly, I, I generally do hate the negativity, but I just. <laughs> I would be lying if I'm saying I'm looking forward to sitting down with you tomorrow night, mate, to watch this game because uh, I I don't see it. Um, do you have a score? Do you have a score prediction? Do you want me to be truthful or do you want me to be positive? <laughs> well, you, you can choose. You can give both if you like, mate. Nah, I never sugarcoat it in this podcast. I'll say what I think the score's going to be tomorrow. With what the team I think he's going to play, and I really think we're going to sit and we're going to play for a break now and again with Ryan Kent. I think it'll be 2-0 Napoli. Well, that's fair enough, mate. That's, that's very kind. It's very kind of you, mate. That's <laughs> kind was of that, a positive. Was that, <laughs> was, was that your positive? Yeah. Um, I can't sit here and say we're going to get a one-each draw or something because... I, I mean, I... I I hope there will be a, a reaction. I, do. I hope there will be something, one of those nights that I think we can remember, but no matter how much of the 
no matter how much of the training ground videos Rangers want to put up and let us believe that everything's all rosy in the garden when it clearly isn't, uh, I just can't see it. I really can't see it. I expect Napoli to win quite comfortably. Um, I'll, I'll be even worse, mate, and say I think it'll be 3-0 Napoli. Um, in my dreams, it's a one-each draw, uh, and Tav scores a wonder free kick or something like that. But I, I, right now, I just don't see it because we don't, we don't have it just now. There's nothing there. There's nothing there to suggest that I'm going to see a reaction. So um, I hate saying that. I do. I hate saying that. I don't think I've ever made a prediction saying that we are, since we started this podcast, mate, I don't think I've said I've not. we're going to get beat. Even when we went to play Dortmund away, I was like, nah, we'll get a result and all that from that. Um, no, it's a tough one, but it's, it's the way we are just now and it's the club, it's the team that we're about to go and play. Generally, I'm, we're not I'm not even kidding on when I say when Ali said it as well that they are the most informed team in probably the world right now. <laughs> they are absolutely flying. They really are. They are on fire. And they see the goal they scored the other night against Roma. Oh, it was some goal. <laughs> Honestly, man, it was like actually as he hit the ball, I felt like I was getting kicked in the chest. I was yeah. like, oh god. It was an absolute peach. Um so yeah, and arguably Napoli are even stronger now than they were when they played us last time. So, yeah, a tough night ahead, that's for sure. Um, that'll do us for tonight. Um, Ali, thank you for joining me. Uh, it's a tough one to do. I feel slightly better about things, though. I don't really know why. This podcast always helps for things like that. But, yeah, it's nice to know that um, we're not getting shouted down. There's a lot of people in the comments, mate, that seem to be in the same kind of boat that we're in. Aye, well, I mean, I know we've predicted Napoli to win tomorrow night, and that's has been realistic, but... Hopefully Rangers do come out and show us something, Carney, which we've been waiting on all bloody season. And mm-hmm. I mean, you never know. They've done it in Europe before, Rangers. They've done it in Dortmund. They've done it in places you never expected. So you never know. But just the way they're playing at the moment, I just, I just can't put an argument up for it. But if, and a big, massive if, Rangers somehow manage to get a point tomorrow night and Liverpool beat Ajax, it's a shoot-off at Ibrox, the last game of the season. I just... I, that game against Ajax is going to be a potentially is going to be a dead rubber going to dead rubber next yeah. week. Um, but there's a chance tomorrow, Rangers, to make that not a dead rubber as long as we can get a favour from Liverpool. So we'll end in a positive and hopefully that can happen. Yeah, uh, quite before I go, sorry, I've just noticed um, Dundee Taylor, thank you for the three coffees. Uh, really do appreciate that. And John Allen as well bought the podcast coffee. Really do appreciate that. Thank you very much. I literally just looked down there and seen it. Um, so I appreciate that. I really do, really do appreciate it after listening to us talk about what we spoke about for an hour. But look, it's the way we're always going to be um, and it's the way things are now with the club. Uh, I, I hope... I pray for a miracle tomorrow night. I pray that me and Alistair are bringing you a rather chipper... Um, oh, a rather Jim. Chipper, oh, Jim. Rather chipper podcast. <laughs> tomorrow night, Jim, thank you very much, mate. Um, absolutely superb, mate. Really do appreciate that. Uh, excellent. Really, really good. Um, so thank you, everybody, um, for joining me. Oh, look who's joined, Marth. <laughs> He's, he can never, he can never catch our podcast, mate. He can never catch our podcast. Uh, but he's, he's just catching it. Yeah, sorry, mate. You need to go back to the start. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of here. We're not yeah. doing another hour, Christ. I can't oh, do another hour of negativity. I can't do another. Keep no, that I'm for Friday. 
I'm going for a lie down, mate. Um, but no, um, as always, everybody, your comments that are brilliant. Thank you for getting involved. Thank you for all donations, coffees, everything. Um, I hope me and Ali are bringing you a a, a happy podcast tomorrow night. Um, let's let's pray for a miracle, everybody. So yeah, before I go, if you could like the video, subscribe to the channel, that would be superb. Uh, and we'll be back. Win, lose or draw, it'll be me and Alistair probably tomorrow night that'll bring a reaction to the game. So we are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Enjoy the rest of your night. Let's hope your team wins uh, and we'll speak to you all tomorrow. Cheers, everybody.